Everyone who enters Middle-earth by way of the Lord of the Rings Online has what some might call their Rivendell moment, otherwise known as the Troll Shaw's takeaway. Okay, nobody calls it that, but you already know what I mean. The autumnal foliage, that steep and winding climb up to the top of the moor alongside a swelling elven soundscape. The track seems to disappear, there are only rock walls, and then, sooner than you can say Melon, the gorgeous valley of Imladris opens wide before you. Even over a decade of age cannot dull the shine of so iconic a location, bursting forth so beautifully through your screen, into your eyeballs, and back through your mind into that corner of the cerebellum that makes you feel like hot chocolate and burning embers. What then could possibly be wrong with a little more of the Trollshaws? A little bit of an extension of the very river that cleaves Rivendell and Tween and washes away Nazgul? Nothing really. Except that here, in the ruins of Tam Lumran, I just find myself feeling nostalgic for a world I never knew. Shattered elvish frames with scarcely a beam remaining speak not of the comfort of the last homely house, but of its predecessors, and raison d'etre, the elvish kingdoms of the Second Age. What are we to do? Is there more to these ridges and ruins than a bit of that elvish ennui? Or is this simply another fragment of what once was, what the keepers of elvish rings are trying to cling to with their grubby but finely manicured hands? the thing men would sell for the right price to the highest bidder. It's the angle of Mithithel, and you are listening to Beneath Your Feet. The first clue to knowing that we are deep in the realm of Noldor nostalgia is a map weighed down with cinder and nomenclature. We've talked in the past about Egladil over in Lothlorien, which literally means angle, but Mithithel refers to the river Horwell, Though more literally rendered, it is Cinderin for Grey Well. This ought not be confused with Grey Flood, which is what we call the joined forces of the rivers Horwell and Loudwater. Two rivers come together to form one new river, not unlike the Nile in our primary world. That is the tip of the angle. Its bounds close up, and beyond it lies the Swan Fleet, Aragion, and other foothills of the Misty Mountains, and then, beyond that, Minhiriath and the White Mountains. In between those rivers, before they come together, the land is much like the greater subregion in which it is contained. Rusty downs and trees, ripe with the colors of fall, little waterfalls, mysterious caves and ravines, and, as I said before, those ruins we love so well. The rest of our time spent in the angle is one coated with history's leftovers. It's a common theme in The Lord of the Rings Online, and in all of Middle-earth. The past is alive, even when it is dead but the corpse of antiquity is extremely visible here in Eriador. The ubiquity of it is familiar to anyone who has dabbled in the adaptations of Tolkien's world. Where once there was the kingdom of Arnor, there is now wreckage. So ubiquitous is this theme that in the earlier days of the game, the character select background for men of any kind featured the ruins about Breetown. And so from Fornost on south to Swanfleet, all along the great road, even into Rohan, stone cadavers of the lost kingdom of men litter every vista. The angle is textured in a different way, however. It is not merely crumbling pieces of Rudhour here, but also imprints left by the elves that predate Gondor. Those Numenorean refugees did not build where the elves went, and so there is a pocket, from Eregion through to Linden, that speaks of an age in which the fair folk were more numerous, 
and more prosperous. They trafficked here and there, having arrived in Middle-earth after departing the ruin of Beleriand during the War of Wrath. The First Age ended, and those elves that would not heed the call of the West of Wests began their long defeat. They were led by Gil-galad, of whom the Harpers sadly sing, and the sundry outposts of the High Elves from Lindon and the Grey Haven south to Ethelond and back northwards to Eregion, were united in their singular cause to preserve what was left of their greatness. They would make sweet whatever pieces remained for them in this Middle-earth, and the cost was grim indeed. It comes as no surprise then to find sad wraiths loitering about the many elf ruins. It is surprising though that so many elves of Rivendell have come. The quests don't offer much by way of an explanation, as they are mostly concerned with history. The stories then crisscross between familiar subject matter. There are thieves pilfering in the ruins, Dunlending escapees are here, a few communities of men, and a rare friendship between them and the High Elves are come under threat in these dark times. The stories are good but unsurprising, as yet again the angle is caught between the shifting events of time. In the Second Age, it was the strife between the Ring Elves and Sauron, their deceiver. In this age, it is more of the same. Comparatively, I'm reminded of Yondershire, whereas that splotch of hobbitry is an amalgam of many places, not quite the Shire proper and yet not quite anything else, the angle is not quite the Trollshaws, but nor is it quite Breland. Whereas in our imagination there are steadfast, nearly immovable bastions of recognition like the Shire or Bree or Rivendell, the rest are caught in the storm of ambiguity, both internal to and outside the story. The angle is indeed the wild, and any sense of safety is a welcome treat. The highlight of my time here then comes when my steps lead me to Tornhod. No, I did not say Thorinhod, but Tornhod. For near the tip of the angle, where we first began, is a sizable village of men, and lots are wearing hoods. The many settlements of rangers we have seen in the past were anticipated, like Esteldin or Tinadir. They are huddles of the remnants of the Dunedain held within ruinous splendor, or, like in the Breelands, they are mere camps meant to be taken down at a moment's notice. The rangers do not linger. And yet, in Tornhod, they do. This is a permanent settlement of lodges and gardens under constant surveillance by the rangers. And while we have seen towns of civilians, so to speak, living near rangers, such as in the North Downs, here they seem to be in tandem. It is indeed a true village of the Dunedain. In a strange way, this rather unremarkable hamlet is a great comfort. Not only is it a place of safety and surety here in this land beset by trouble and surrounded by yet more lands beset by trouble, it does the heart good to see that the rangers have such a place. We love our rugged, sword-happy heroes, and so the image of, say, a lone strider trudging along through wilderness without end instantly appeals to fans. But set alongside the comforts of a place like Hobbiton, there is within us, or at least in me, a quiet hope that such a weathered wanderer can still find a cozy fire to sit beside. Tornhad satisfies that hope. Maybe not all who wander are lost, but they deserve a nice bed and roof over their heads sometimes. I keep the same hope with me as I stumble upon evacuees from out of Dunland. Theirs is a sad tale, though so are all tales of Middle-earth. They merely wish to find a home, 
a place where they can be free from the domination and terror of the white hand and free from aught else that would perturb them. We draw near to a resolution, but it is not to be. The inky reaches of evil follow these poor Dunlendings all the way here to the angle, and it ends, again sadly, in death. The river chugs on without notice. The tree tangle ensnares many, or the waters wash them clean. Not unlike our own world, the seasons will turn, and many will make their way as best they can, and tread upon the ruins of what came before, simply trying to decide what to do with the time that is given them. Thank you for listening to Beneath Your Feet. For more information on the show, please visit anchor.fm slash L-O-T-R-O-B-Y-F. Any support, a review, a share, a donation is all very much appreciated. Beneath Your Feet is also available on YouTube. Search for Lotro Beneath Your Feet to listen to past episodes and watch current live streams. You can also join me each month for the Beneath Your Feet live stream on twitch.tv slash LotroStream. With each new show, we dive deep into a particular region of the Lord of the Rings Online, hunt for Easter eggs, and talk lore for the upcoming podcast episode. Today's music comes from the Lord of the Rings Online soundtrack. This episode was written and read by me. My name is Shoreless, and we'll see you next time when we go Beneath Your Feet.